from the block from the block from the block hello and welcome to from the block podcast today joining me are two friends and collaborators Joanna and Rebecca Joanna is a Polish producer and playwright with a passion for new writing community engagement and migrant theater her shows have been critically acclaimed and her most recent short film silence and her roommate was broadcast on BBC4. Rebecca is a co-founder of Transit, a London-based queer multidisciplinary art collective. Transit performances aim to cultivate an environment where varying cultures and lived experiences can come together. Recently, Joanna and Rebecca produced a show, Places I Never Think About, which has been a part of Camden Fringe Festival. Joanna and Rebecca, welcome to the podcast! Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, there we go. We've got silence yeah. to welcome <laughs> you to the studio. Uh, how are you? How have you been? Yeah, very good. Um, quite hot today. So. Yes, it's weird how um, uh, the you know the season changed. I really love autumn, so I'm like, oh, give me that nice crunchy leaves. I'm ready for like that good European autumn, not yeah. just going from like 30 degrees into. 10. I do I'm feel like, yeah. really frazzled though because I keep mm-hmm. forgetting what month it is. Mm. Like all yeah. of this year, it's like July felt like mm-hmm. March because it was really cold but then now it feels like July and I'm just very confused all the time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very confusing, isn't it? But yeah, so did, did you meet in London in this crazy weather? <laughs> uh, yes, well, I think actually we met on Twitter first. Like, oh, wow, so <laughs> fancy. We met on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, which we will continue. That's how I make friends nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think a couple of years ago, actually, because then you went to Berlin. I think, but uh, Wait, maybe really? I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so she doesn't remember. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we had a chat on Twitter a couple of years ago. I think it must have been in the pandemic. And then, and then we left it at there because you, went to, yeah. <laughs> you went to Germany. And uh, then I was looking for a producer for, for places. Um, and I just put it on Twitter being like, any uh, producers interested in queer... Eastern European migrant theatre and you were like yes it's like hello <laughs> this is exactly what I'm interested in awesome yeah. awesome uh, so this is how we started so basically yeah. uh, it's, it's, it was a work and project that brought us brought you yes, together yes and uh, we ended up at the time we lived very close to each other as well um, so we were literally like down the road from each other so we just met at a cafe near there amazing and then it was kind of meant to be like a like a vibe check to see yeah. if this you know mm-hmm. when you meet someone and you mm-hmm. talk about the project and like is there something we could work on but mm-hmm. then during that meeting mm-hmm. without saying that I was on we kind of didn't yeah. we just went into planning yeah no we went straight into like okay so this is what we're gonna do this is the week this is yeah. the timeline <laughs> awesome. and then it was like wait okay so just to confirm like we're doing this awesome I mean it all sounds very familiar for me I mean being Mm. producer myself obviously not not Mm. theatre producer but um, uh, well yeah more like uh, film and video Uh, um, but um, yeah that all sounds like I I do appreciate the hard work that is behind any Mm. single project that ends up on a video or on a stage so Mm. uh, so 
Joanna, Joanna, Asia. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, yes, like um, uh, we, we are both Polish, so we can uh, we know our nicknames from yeah. the home country. But yeah, I will call you Joanna, so it will be easier for the uh, maybe British or English-speaking audience uh, to uh, you know uh, catch our names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so what brought you to uh, producing? Like, how was your career journey? If you could take me through it um uh, where do I start like where does the story begin um I guess I've always been very into theatre and then when I was 17 I did the young producers program at the Almeida Theatre and at that time I was a big nerd and all of my kind of like self-worth was going into my grades and education and academia and then I joined the young producers and it was the first time I felt like <laughs> yeah <laughs> hello siren um it was the first time I felt like I um was doing something really useful and using my skills um in a way that was like helping the group and like I don't know I felt like I found a good use of my skills mm-hmm. um and it was really really just a great time uh and then from then on after i finished school i did a gap year and then worked at the globe theater in their education department um and yeah just kept on really liking producing and organizational stuff and budgets and spreadsheets and stuff um and here we are i guess (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's it's pretty amazing. Like because you were you were seventeen when you when you jumped on the the, the program that you've mentioned, and uh, uh, you know uh, what I personally find a lot with uh, because being producer myself, I often uh, train young people like production assistants, and um, people even don't know what jobs are available. Mm. Um, and uh, the for, so for example, say like film production, which is a little bit closer to me. You, everyone will know, yes, you have actors, of course. Uh, yes, you have a director. But then who else is there? Yeah, I was also I almost going to mention film as well because I've been on sets and then um, when you're recording something um, or filming something, you're like the actor or extra or whatever. And then there's about 25 other people <laughs> in the room. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I can recognise the director, the first AD, the camera guy... And then who's the mm. other 22? Yeah. yeah, the other lot. <laughs> so like, many. I feel like film has very strict roles as well, whereas theatre is a bit more dynamic, a bit more fluid, because mm-hmm. um, depending on the size of the theatre and the needs of the project, yeah. I feel like film roles are very set. Like, this is what you do. Yeah, they can get quite technical as well. Mm. So you kind of need to really, like, know what what you're doing uh and obviously time is very precious just uh you know even if it's recorded and you can go for another take etc it's like when it comes to shooting days are long and nobody everyone has to like show up on set and know exactly what they're doing like there's no time for like waiting around and 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 just waiting for somebody to learn a job uh quite brutal for young people to to enter the industry uh for for that reason very Mm. often but what i found with young 
uh, production assistants who sometimes want to be producers, it's almost like you have to talk them through that, you know, this producer role exists. This is what you do. Yes, you have to have an ama amazing organizational skills, but um, uh, it can be also quite creative because you make the call, like, do I want to produce it? The, is this idea going to be successful? And, you know, if you're a good producer, you know how to make this creative call as well. And then also often bring the, the other lots of people that will be helping on the project, like uh, to match them, right? Yeah. Uh, creatively, uh, personality-wise. Uh, and that's the whole different sets of skills that um, uh, I think it comes comes with experience. It's hard to just go to school and learn it, you mm, know? Yeah, for sure. But, um, okay, so uh, can you tell me about your... We, we will jump to you, Rebecca. Uh, <laughs> Transit. Yes. So tell me more about it. Like, such a fantastic organization. So Yes, yeah, so uh, Transit was... Um, actually, the name comes from my friend uh, Tatenda Matsuai, and uh, they are also a, a theatre maker, and we went to school together. We went on our, um, we did our placements together. So um, in second year, we go on like a theatre placement. So we went to Poland actually, oh, uh, and we were there for two months. Um, so like our our practice ended up being quite similar, um, and uh, then they were working on a show called Transit, and then they got me involved, and uh, then yeah, we've done a show called Transit, which was also about first-generation immigrants and queerness and then we did it again and then it kind of evolved from that um, because we were all we were both interested in such similar things of like movement of queerness um, immigrant stories just kind of um, working to undo oppressive structures mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. do theater in slightly different ways yeah and, and I say different obviously like there's a very long history of doing theatre differently yeah, but, yeah, um, I yeah so we started it with that and basically it's a collective so we're kind of doing our own projects within that mm -hmm. um, and yeah it's um, and even this project started with me being like well it started with me being angry <laughs> like, oh, why, is, why are there no Eastern Europeans on stages or why are there even when yeah. there's Eastern Europeans being played by English people yeah um and then uh, my girlfriend just said, oh, you know, like you could do something about that. I was like, oh, I guess I could. I was like, oh, I, I guess I could. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Oh. I started chatting to people, did a couple of scratch nights. So, um, yeah, it's just like... Came be the on. change you want to see. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, love that, love that. So mm. can, I, can I ask you, like, how is... Um, what was your? What is your uh, first of all opinion on like representation of Eastern European in uh, performance oh. arts? Oh, so, it's so good. you mentioned being angry. It's so oh. so good. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to be angry. No. <laughs> um, it's. I'd like to say it's getting better. I, mm -hmm. I say that because I, I went to see a queer Eastern European show yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, so clearly. There are some things out there, but it remains on the fringes mm. of theatre, and film is even worse. Yeah. And which is um, surprising because Hollywood was created by Eastern European Jewish people. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> yeah. They were the foundation to that industry, 
and if anything, representation back in the 40s was much better than it is now. Yeah, so it's, um, it's a very good point. Yeah, it is, um, I didn't think about it. Yeah, it's such a good point. <laughs> it's quite depressing. Yeah, uh, it is. But I'd like to think that it is getting better, but I think it's still because we are the, I say, quite a new wave of immigration, like Eastern yes. Europeans. Mm-hmm. We've not been here a long time. We've just about, obviously, Eastern European, like second generation children are just now growing up. Yeah. So um, I guess we haven't had a long time to take roots and for people to notice that we're here. Yes, um, that's, so, that's true. so true. And also for us, I think it's the two things, to how we are seen outside. So for people to, to clock us as a community, right, and, and perceive us as such with certain, you know, qualities, posi- some positive qualities, not only the, 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 the worst stereotypes that people <laughs> yeah, And that's the only us. thing you'll see on TV as well, like that. Yeah. Um, I've Give me some examples. Come on, Rebecca. <laughs> I've played a surprising amount of prostitutes oh, <laughs> and you're like oh of course of yeah course. yeah I hear that a lot I hear that all the time from uh, Eastern European actresses it's always like prostitute roles spies occasionally yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like I, I was told when I was doing my foundation in musical theatre and um, I say musical theatre is again a couple of steps even further back in terms of representation, I was told um, we all had a, a chat about what kind of roles you should go up for. <laughs> and I was told, oh yeah, I think you could do really well with some like evil characters, like <laughs> <laughs> evil roles, like witches. It's like, oh, okay, uh, great, thank you for that. <laughs> um, I'll just go and be evil. That's quite fun, to be fair. Yeah, no, it's absolutely <laughs> fun. But if apparently I've, the evil roles are the most difficult to play, but the most like rewarding for for actors, you have the room to like literally oh, show a lot. Hundred percent. So I'm next, not mad. Next transit show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about witches. It's very in at the moment. Oh yeah. yeah. And Joanna, when you produce, like, do you take that into consideration, like, of representation, or maybe let me ask you another producer question. Okay. <laughs> Don't you find it difficult, even if you have the whole willing to work with other Eastern European talents, sometimes it's extremely hard to actually find because, you know, people are not giving opportunities. Sometimes they are not, there's no funding. Sometimes they don't believe in themselves. They could be brilliant, you know, behind the scenes uh, workers in the theatre or film or brilliant actors or even if they are actors from Eastern Europe, they will wipe their Eastern European, you know, element of their bios, <laughs> change names, whatnot, because it helps their career. How do you find it in theatre? Uh, Sorry, I just, I just hinted. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of, <laughs> shared my own struggle. Um, I think, yes, but again as well, especially in theatre, it's changing. When we held, we held auditions mm-hmm. for uh, places I never think about, um, specifically for queer Eastern European actors and we got such an amazing response just through like Twitter and our own networks um and it was from, from actors like, yeah like, so there are many so there are there yeah oh, they're, they're there they're definitely they're there. there and it's just about giving them opportunities oh bless to, to come out of um yeah and not have hiding. to and we keep hearing the same kind of stories of 
having to like pretend not to be Eastern European castings or I, I've, mm. I've done a couple of like casting workshops or like um, you have these like spotlight workshops as well and there's always a question about oh do you think I should like tell people that mm. I'm Eastern European mm-hmm. or an immigrant in general and and like so many people do not because they think that they're going to be discriminated against oh god but to a point where that's not a discrimination that casting is even aware of yet Mm. necessarily especially in tv um so it's difficult to pinpoint and not just say oh just didn't like the vibe of that person yeah but surprising didn't like the vibe of any eastern europeans even though I We're think there. that's part of the problem, that it's not really part of the conversation so that people don't even know that they have, like, a bias against it. Yeah, because it's not recognised as an issue, right? Yeah, but or even bec- a community. E- exa- yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's about this uh, East and West, uh, you know, problem that we still have, but it's not, it hasn't been recognized in the dictionary of, um, uh, you know, uh, diversity issues. Um, Basically, what Eastern Europeans uh, are experiencing is basically racism, but it's not color coded. Uh, and uh, it's it's more based on the feeling of xenophobia, Mm -hmm. uh, because obviously we went through uh, years decades if not centuries of this um difference between east Mm -hmm. and west and we Mm -hmm. obviously more recently went through you know soviet union and cold war Mm -hmm. and everything that was coming from the east Mm -hmm. was unknown dangerous uh of a worse quality Um, i guess like that's the thing that you couldn't really engage with that culture because of the iron curtain yeah so it is unknown yeah it's it's completely unknown and that type of even literature like I mean it was even banned within the Soviet Union so there was no space for this culture to be known yeah we we, we were in the block right yeah yeah Yeah. so we Um, are and we are still feeling that 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 consequences of that that uh, blocks structure if you like Mm -hmm. Uh, and 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 isolation so I think it's in both ways and equally like uh, I always think like looking back when I was growing up as a kid I would watch American films and always the buddies were like Russia and Eastern Europeans and And always like you know everyone from America would uh, would win and they were like cool people that you wanted to be them Mm -hmm. you didn't want to be those like weird backwards horrible people uh, that were I don't know just some kind of like spies weasels Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and there's like all of those stereotypes as well like yeah. of what what we are like and it, we are so many ways i think like, yeah. for me i um i moved here when i was six yeah and i didn't think about the whole identity culture thing for a really long time it wasn't really part of um my thought process it's just my life was what it was um and then when i was about 17 18 I read White Teeth by Zadie Smith mm-hmm. and it just blew my mind and it was such a beautiful piece of writing about culture and cultural differences and belonging and trying to fit into a society whilst like having cultural roots somewhere else mm-hmm. and I remember telling my partner at the time like I wish there was something like this for Eastern Europeans mm-hmm. yeah like, I want to read something like this where I can, like, I identify with white teeth, but I want to, like, identify with the 
roots of Eastern Europeanness, mm -hmm. and that was the first time I realized, like, oh, I've never seen myself represented mm -hmm. or yeah. my experiences mm -hmm. represented in like yeah. anything, and I was just like, um, like trying to rack my brain to think about TV shows or films or books that I've read or seen, anything where just, yeah. that like I've identified with. And I just couldn't think of yeah. anything. Yeah. And I think that just like really set off uh, a, that thought process for me that I'm still on of, I guess, trying to create what, what I've been missing. Yeah, yeah, no, t so. totally, totally. And like the fact that like I created the, the, the mm -hmm. podcast from the yeah. blog to put spotlight on, mm -hmm. you know, fantastic creative people coming from the blog mm -hmm. is because I was initially looking for a place like that mm -hmm. I, I genuinely as, as an audience I wanted to follow it mm -hmm. listen to it um, look for a platform that would tell me like hey this is what is going on for in Eastern European mm -hmm. culture in London so you can mm -hmm. go to this exhibition tonight see this mm -hmm. gig I, I still I'm yet to find that place mm -hmm. uh, and it's a bit sad because it almost feels like yeah, but probably a similar fe feeling like you know like uh, you don't have your roots or something yeah. or like you're looking for your parents I want to discover like just that there is like an extension of yourself that you are not like a lonely island that there is a community yeah and it's like it's I think it's just such a specific type of experience as well because we do benefit from loads of privilege being from like the global north um and, um, you know, going into shops, whatever, you're probably not going to get any horrible experiences. And then you start speaking and then people are like, oh, and then or not even speaking, but like the way you act, like a way that you carry yourself. Yeah. Um, the mentality way. and anything. Yeah, exactly. And like I've um, obviously um, when I went to drama school, well, I before drama school like in foundation um i had lots of like accent classes because i was also like off um I, I had like another weird twist on it where i also didn't identify with my cultural identity in hungary because uh, queerness is not really seen as something that's allowed um so it's like oh well i can't be queer and hungarian mm -hmm. so i must not be hungarian then yeah. um and then coming here it's like Oh, like um, you can be anything. You can't be anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but one of them is slightly better now. Um, <laughs> so kind of, I worked against my own culture, and then it took me about I want to say five, six years before I was mm -hmm. like, I feel like I, I like accepting that yeah. culture and being like, no, that is an identity and that is a very specific experience. Yeah. Like, there is a reason why I actively try to change everything about myself. Yeah, it, it must um, be a, such a hard process, like, just, like, trying to... It's almost like trying to cut your own arm, and it's like, but it's there. It's, like, yeah, just... Yeah. It's a part of you. It's it's there. And um, on, on that, Rebecca, how, how do you feel? Like, oh, personally, I've got perception of, in general, a lot of Eastern European... Eastern European countries are not the most queer friendly. Let's put yeah. it that way. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> are they uh, so, what is your personal <laughs> experience and opinion on that? And uh, is it better here? Is it the reason why you chose to move here? Like, I don't um, know. Uh, both. It is a hundred percent better, and, uh, and I'm not saying it's perfect here because obviously hate crimes, unfortunately, are rising. So it's actually getting worse rather than better. Uh, but in Eastern Europe, it, it's impossible. Like, mm, well, in, yeah. I only have experience in Hungary and Poland, but it was kind of impossible. And actually, Poland, um, when I was in Rotswav, yeah. um, 
that is a very progressive city. So there are bits where it's much more progressive. Mm. Probably if you go yeah. to Budapest, I'm not from Budapest, but um, it is slightly more progressive. So you do have yeah. some queer people. Um, the small towns are usually the worst. Yeah, so I'm from the east of Hungary, <laughs> uh, from a small town. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, imp- I didn't grow up knowing a single queer person. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're both getting worse as well, Poland and Hungary. And Hungary like, yeah, are, they like, are they? Both best friends in... <laughs> <laughs> Going downhill. Downhill. So that it was part of the reason I moved, actually, yeah. Um, but I also did want to come here because of the... Because of the time I wanted to do musical theatre and mm-hmm. musical theatre training is here, like the best in the world here. Mm-hmm. It is the best in the world. And I, yeah, um, there's, there's days are behind me, but I <laughs> 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 no, said that I am working on a cabaret, but... Uh, are they? Oh, interesting, uh, yeah. It is. It was, I think, part of the pool that I didn't actually actively know that it was part of the pool, but... yeah. Subconsciously, you followed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah, I understand that. I can. You know, relate to that. Sometimes we make decisions, especially like you know the. I think the issue that we find. I personally, I, not we find. I, I personally found is that there's so little uh, information or examples or something that we can pick and relate to and start. Uh, based on that build our own identity and go set off on our own identity mm-hmm. journeys there's so little that gives us the base yeah. that uh, sometimes we do feel it we all feel it but we just follow like s- unconsciously and we make those choices like i don't know we want to be more in international places we try to like we don't know who we are so we kind of want to blend in the bigger society it's easier easier to live in like big cities because you can be like you can blend or disappear if you like or build your own identity Uh, if you're brave enough uh, uh small cities are hard because you always feel like like an outsider and um and even like after years of migration sometimes it might be similar feeling like uh you know uh coming back home being an expat it's it can be can be yeah, difficult like being as well an, being an immigrant in both both places mm. now yeah like, yeah coming back home and being told oh you you, you have sound, an accent you have or, an accent and you're like oh do, oh do i or mm. like it's it's such a strange but place actually the the other day my i was having a conversation with my mum and I mean, I came here when I, when I was six, so I think it's pretty uh, obvious that I would be very much like in between the two worlds. Um, but my mum, my parents came in almost 20 years ago now, and they very much feel like they don't really belong in either world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think that's important to note because I think a lot of the time our generation's voices are you know we're pushing for this we're mm. talking about it loudly mm. um but also the the people in the older generations uh the parents who came here around when you yeah. know uh parents joined the eu in 2004 and so many people have gone back and so many people are going back and are going back with a new perspective um and feeling a bit displaced as well and not really feeling like they belong in either place. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, yeah. Uh, migration is never easy because mm. it's a little bit like, uh, 
um, if you grow up and live in the constantly in the same place, it's uh, it just kind of take things for granted. It's just just your home, right? Uh, you can still, for various personal reasons, feel out of place and all all of that. But at least the society around you will accept you as this local person, right? <laughs> Once you challenge yourself to go somewhere else that place changes you as well the, the new place so it's almost like i think migrants in particular they are almost like pushed whether they like it or not into like the need of building their own identity mm -hmm. because there is no safe place where they can hide yeah. afterwards i think there is like that that element of beauty in that that you can be anybody you mm -hmm. want to be and that's really scary because you have to start from scratch uh, because no one knows you but also no one knows you mm. so you can be whoever you want to be as uh, that sounds really yeah. cheesy but like you can start from the beginning even really silly stuff like I, th I mean humans in general i feel like we get into like personality traits like oh yeah i'm a i'm a gym goer person like that mm -hmm. becomes part of your personality but you can move yeah. countries and be like oh no i'm more of a uh a, a couch uh, potato. potato type of person you said now. your eating habits really changed when you moved didn't you oh massively <laughs> so how, how did they change I ate nothing as a child meaning like plain pasta chicken and chips I'm I'm now vegan and all I eat is plants <laughs> and, uh, and I love like mainly East Asian food as well wow completely different nothing I ate as a child wow wow Complete 180. <laughs> but you know, that's one of those small examples, not, not small examples, but like elements, the builders, one, mm -hmm. one, like what we eat, what we do, like mm -hmm. going to the gym, like mm -hmm. I, I love that. I was mm -hmm. never a gym goer, now mm -hmm. I am. Uh, but um, yeah, those those little things that build us as a, as a person and mm -hmm. I, I, I suppose contribute to our like energy and how we mm -hmm. carry ourselves, mm -hmm. like you said before. Um, okay, so what kind of projects are you working on now? You've mentioned cabaret, Diana. Is it something that you were producing no oh, <laughs> oh no it's, um, it's actually it, it exists already it's um one of them's called the really useless group um is our name and it's a comedy trio that i'm part of um with two friends um and we we basically write funny songs okay. and uh we've had a show at the vault last year and had one at camden fringe um really close to um, the other show so I didn't have a long time to rehearse um, and we're just kind of going with that and just developing that um, a little so it's, yeah I'm, I'm playing the piano and the um, clarinet in it and doing some funny songs oh, um, which is yeah, yeah. Quite, quite fun um, and oh. it's something that I haven't done since I've done musical theatre so Oh, wow. it's very exciting awesome awesome so and, and you Joanna what is uh um, what am I doing? I'm actually di directing more wow. now. Um, so I'm currently assistant directing at the Omnibus Theatre, a play called Compositor E, which mm -hmm. opens on Tuesday, mm -hmm. um, on the 19th, yeah, 19th of September, and that runs for um, three weeks. And then I am assistant directing uh, later on in the year, a play called Rock and Roll by Thomas Toppard at the Hampstead Theatre. Oh, wow. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. Do you do you want to direct your own show one day? 
Um, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've done uh, a bit of directing already, and I write poetry and I dance, and I'm a dance teacher, and it's all very random and all over the place. Um, but I like having my fingers in many pies. Um, yeah. So yeah, so watch this space basically. Yeah. <laughs> lo- lo- lots of lots of stuff coming. So where people can find you, follow you on socials, websites and So my stuff. my personal if you want to see some of my acting stuff is uh at Rebecca Dio R E B E K A D I O at both Twitter and Instagram and uh our transit is at transit.productions on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. Where you can see lots of lovely tech photos of places and everything. Yes. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I follow you already. So, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> but I highly, highly recommend to anybody who's listening to the podcast to, yeah, give you a follow. And, yeah, uh, Joanna, Joanna, Asha. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> My Instagram is at Jovoznicka, uh, which is J O W O Z N I C K A. Awesome. Just yeah. To make it easy for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming to the podcast no, and you sharing your us. stories. It was really, you know, inspiring and and um empowering and uh also nice to be listening <laughs> to you because you know it, it made me feel like you know we, we share similar feelings always like those you know conversations with other uh eastern europeans they i don't know make me like um give me this warmth uh, in the heart uh, and i'm pretty sure that our community will be growing and uh and will be more representation of us hopefully mm. thanks to amazing people like yourself who are working on mm. some fantastic projects and you yeah. for creating this space as well yeah. oh yeah it's all about my guests who and mm. i'm i'm uh, hoping and wishing to find like many 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 amazing people uh like yourself so we can like all bring them to the spotlight uh and have be fairly finally represented Thank you so much. Thank you. And yeah, best of luck with all your upcoming projects. Thank you. From the block, from the block, from the block, from the block.